Have no fear of missing out. The show's about FOMO. Your host is Brian Franzo. I'll tell you what you don't know. And now, your host, iSocial Fans. To another episode of FOMO Fans. My name is Brian Fanzo, better known as iSocial Fans. And it is a Friday. I am recording this on a Friday again. I'm not sure why I keep doing this on Fridays, but uh, I'm excited to be here. Today we are talking really one of my favorite topics of all time. Uh, it's chapter one of my, of my upcoming book, and it is the title of it is The Future of Business is Community. And if you're on Facebook or you're in this space, you would have known yesterday, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, they had the very first Facebook community summit. And he had some uh, major announcements around Facebook groups. For the first time in Facebook's history, they've changed their mission statement, which I'll talk about that, as well as kind of what this means for the future of social media when it comes to, um, you know, when, when I think about, you know, when we're, when we're looking at, you know, where social media goes, the difference between a conversation and a message. So we're going to get into all of that here on episode 37 of FOMO Fans. So uh, I hope you guys are enjoying this episode, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm going I'm to cover Zuck's message, why, why I believe in Zuck I trust. Um, I always say that because uh, I think Mark Zuckerberg is uh, doing some amazing things and is a true leader when it comes to uh, technology and, and where things are going. But before we get in there, I want to give some love and shout out to my new sponsor. Of course, if you guys listened to last episode, uh, I kind of brought you on board with Nine Spokes. So if you go to ninespokes.fomofans.live in your browser, you can check them out. Make sure you sign up, hit the get started button and uh, sign up for their tool. And what their tool really does is it connects cloud-based apps to deliver valuable business insights to help your business grow. And it gives you that all in a dashboard, an interactive dashboard with different widgets for different uh, types of cloud-based apps, everything from your financial apps to your marketing apps to your social media apps. They really are, are trying to simplify all the data that, you that you're kind of using as a small business owner. Uh, I really do think that what they're, what they're doing and, and what they're simplifying is a really powerful solution. So make sure you guys go check them out. They are sponsoring this show. They do make this show possible. So if you want to show them some love, and I would really appreciate it, jump on their website at ninespokes.fomofans.live. I'll put the link here in the show notes of this show um, as well, and I'll make sure you guys can kick that out there. Make sure you hit get started, join. It allows you to connect your apps very easily. I think it was with under five minutes, I had all of my um, apps connected, and it was rendering the data. So check out Nine Spokes, and uh, I, I appreciate their sponsorship for this episode of FOMO fans. So let's get into the big update. You know, Mark Zuckerberg, they had their very first Facebook community summit. And it was really cool. They streamed it, of course, on Facebook Live, which is no surprise there. Um, and they brought in all these different Facebook group owners, people that have Facebook groups of a million people in them or a couple hundreds of thousands of different groups. And there was one called Gay Dads and there was one called Women's First and there was one called uh, Fit Moms. And there was all these Facebook groups that were in the audience. And, and really, you know, Mark has, I believe, has always been 
really in touch with the community, really understanding the value of community. But this was a massive step because Facebook's been around for nine years, 10 years, and they've changed their mission statement for the very first time. And I think, you know, to me, that's a, that's a big telling uh, step in a, in a direction of what Mark believes is, is the future, as well as where he believes they could provide the, the most value. And, and what he said was, you know, and this is kind of one of the things that's really interesting when you, when you start thinking about the Facebook mantra, you know, he said it's, he believes the reason that he had to change the mantra and he wanted this new focus is because we need to, we need to own the responsibility that we should be doing even more. And so the, the piece of here is that, you know, which is really, you know, an interesting uh, conversation is the old mantra uh, for Facebook was make the world more open and connected. And it focused on people connecting, right? It was, it was a, um, it was, so that was the, the old mantra. And what they changed it to is give people the power to build community and bring the world together. And the focus on community is extremely, uh, you know, telling there because not only is it about uh, empowering communities, but it's bringing communities together. And they added some massive updates to Facebook groups. Um, and I, I'm going to go over those. But real quick, before I get into that, maybe you're listening to this and you're like, I don't even, I don't use Facebook groups. Or the only thing I know about Facebook groups is they are annoying as crap because people can add me to them without me having to say yes. And then I get a notification and I have to go, so I know a lot of people have good feelings or bad feelings, and uh, they actually put out the stat that one in eight Facebook users um, are not engaging in any Facebook group at all, which, uh, you know, one in eight is a very interesting stat. I actually think I would have thought it was a little bit higher, but for me, I'm, I'm probably a member of, I don't know, 60 Facebook groups, but there's only two the Facebook groups that I believe have changed my business that helped me uh, and impact my day-to-day -day life. And that to me is still, you know, two of those is still a, a very valuable piece. But, you know, Facebook groups were originally built and you had this like weird world of, do you promote on your Facebook personal account? Do you promote on your Facebook page? Or do you use Facebook groups? And really what Facebook groups originally were, were for people that were not a business, but they wanted to bring people together. So it was kind of like before events, and before pages could, you know, could really um, add local events and, and all of these pieces. But I believe Facebook groups have amazing power, but Facebook groups are, um, they take a lot of work and there's some things that you must do to really get Facebook groups um, to be successful. And so it's pretty interesting. What I did was I posted yesterday on Facebook um, to my, my personal uh, wall. And I, I simply just asked a simple question. Uh, and remember, my audience on Facebook, uh, my personal uh, account, is very social media marketing heavy. So I, I respect that and I understand that. But I, I posed this simple question. I said, friends who belong to amazing Facebook groups, what two aspects of your group, of those groups that are amazing, make it amazing for you? Because one of the things that I think is really interesting is that when you start looking at a community, right, and, and a, a community, a Facebook group is far different than Facebook itself, right? Facebook is a network. It is a social network. But Facebook groups are individual communities within Facebook as a network. And it's really, you know, there's lots of Facebook groups from, you know, uh, one of the ones that I saw here just popped up uh, today was, you know, people in my neighborhood here in, in Fredericksburg, Virginia, they're doing a, a giant 
yard sale and it was a yard sale group for Facebook and anyone who's wanted to have a yard sale with this group you could join that and there's you know craft beer groups and there's fitness groups and there's all these different communities in there but managing these communities and scaling these communities and the time commitment required to make these Facebook groups amazing um, is astronomical honestly it's something that you know if you have a fa- if you're if you're an admin for a Facebook group right now that's been around for over a year and is still actively engaged I tip my hat to you I uh, I believe you know creating a community is is a lot of work but nurturing a community scaling a community and continuing to foster the, the, the passion, the, the purpose, and the principles of that community as the community grows is something that is not easy. Not everyone can do it. Many groups fail. I've been a part of lots of groups that started with you know a couple hundred people that were really active and fun, and all of a sudden they hit 1,000 people, and they became promotional, and they gained 2,000 people, and it became full of trolls. And so this is a very interesting piece. And so I'm going to talk about what my friends talked about on that post. But before I get there, what what Mark and Facebook announced about Facebook groups was that they're going to give you, they're going to give admins, uh, what, and they actually enabled this yesterday, Facebook group insights. So you're going to see who's the most engaged on your Facebook group, who shares the most content, who uh, likes the most posts. It's going to give admins a little bit more data to understand who to reward, maybe who to poke a little bit more. Because remember, a great community manager, especially on Facebook, really does you know, foster and lead conversations, but oftentimes leads those conversations from behind. We'll, 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 you know, we'll tag somebody in a post knowing that that person might have turned off notifications, but they, they would find value in that post, or maybe they could add value uh, to that post. And it takes a lot of work to be an admin on a Facebook group. And I really think what, what they talked about yesterday is they, Mark and the Facebook group team understands how hard it is to manage these Facebook groups and they gave these tools. So now you're going to get these insights. You can schedule posts into your Facebook, which is another great tool because a lot of groups, they do like Monday is Marvelous Monday and share something marvelous happened to you on Monday. And then Tuesday is, you know, Taco Tuesday, you know, share a picture of your food on Tuesday and your favorite restaurant, whatever it is. And a lot of admins, they've had to go in there every single day into the app and post that picture and, 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 and schedule, you know, and post that post. And it's, it becomes, you know, doing that every single day, every single week becomes not only um, you know, monotonous, but it's something that, you know, takes away from their time where they could be engaging in the community or commenting back to people or maybe, you know, onboarding new uh, community members. And so they added that functionality. They've also re-added the functionality that if you have to remove a, they call them bad actors, which is a very funny word. Bad actors means trolls, means someone that is spewing hate, that is pushing things that are uh, outside of the Facebook um, guidelines, the group guidelines. And they they will now allow you when you eject that person from the group you will have the option to remove all of their posts because I've been in a couple groups where literally someone went rogue over the weekend and they commented on 30 posts 
They posted three times themselves, and then they were ejected out of the group. Unfortunately, their posts lived on, and it create it caused you know tension and hate, and there's still people commenting on it, and people didn't know if the person was was ejected or not, and they were getting mad at the admin. And so uh, Facebook is now allowing people to be able to um, remove those bad apples as well as remove the seeds that the bad apple has placed. And I just thought of that off the top of my head, so I was uh, off there. And then one of the other pieces, which I actually think is genius, is group to group linking. So now if you have a, you have a you have a couple smaller groups, you can actually link these groups together to where they their groups can see each other. So if they're both closed groups, you can connect the dots. And what this is going to allow people to do is that, you know, if a lot of people use groups to do lead gen or to do upselling, right? And and kind of move things along the chain. That's going to be something that's very powerful, but also let's say you have a group and your group is about the state of Virginia where I live in, and you have a group that's all about let's say kids first. And I'm I'm just making this off of the top of my head, you know, it's the Kids First of Virginia group. Well, then you have all these little groups that are, you know, Virginia Beach, Virginia, and Radford, Virginia, and uh, Alexandria, Virginia, that also have these individual localized Kids First groups. Well, now you're going to be able to link these groups to the to the higher group. Therefore, if someone discovers the Virginia group and didn't realize that Alexandria locally had a community as well, they'll now be able to see that linkage and that connection between groups. And it's really going to allow communities and groups to be much more focused, much more um, designed on really what a community is for. And, and this idea of exclusivity and connecting the right people with the right people. So, you know, those are the massive updates that came out um, for Facebook groups at that event. And I thought that was uh, extremely telling, extremely uh, smart of Facebook to roll out these this functionality. I think everyone out there, uh, I'm guessing, can probably agree with me. And so, I talked about my Facebook post, and I posted and I asked all of my fellow social media marketers, um, what, were the, what makes a great group great, and what, what, why do you, what, are the, what are those key aspects? And so here's a couple of those. I'm going to list them off, and then I'm going to share my thoughts on those, and then I'm going to wrap this into what I, where I believe social networking is going beyond messaging. It's going to be turning into conversations and community. But the things that people said are things that great groups have. The first thing that was reiterated by every single person was that they have a strong admin. Whoever is the, the, you know, it might be multiple admins, but whoever are the admins of the group, they're very, they understand the rules, they practice what they preach, they they are not, they do not play favorites within the group. If someone violates the group uh, guidelines or bylaws, they immediately um, take action, they're very engaged. Uh, That was by far the number one answer without even um, hesitation. The second one that people, a lot of people were talking about was really this mutual mindset where everyone in the group was was very diverse but at the same time had the same mindset and purpose of what that group is for and I can tell you I belong to a couple groups right now that there is no shared mindset that everyone is there for a different reason and has a different purpose and the group is chaotic and noisy and a waste of time. And so I I can definitely understand that one. A third one, which I thought was really interesting, is a diverse population of people from different backgrounds and different industries being a part of one group, right? So, you know, when you have an industry-only group, it becomes talking heads, or what I always like to say, you know, it's old white guys talking to old white guys about old white guy stuff. And that's just, you know, kind of labeling it from a picture perspective. But, you know, I think it is important because I always say that you, know, you have to know what you don't know and surround yourself with people who know what you don't. 
And if you don't have people that are outside of your, your sphere of influence or outside of your industry or that came from a different background, how are you truly going to grow as a person or as a community? And so I thought that was a very uh, 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 important one. Another one of the things that people said in my, on that post was that it was a positivity-focused group. I think a lot of early-on Facebook groups were really about, you know, almost like a, the cool kids club, and they would, they would complain and, and, and bitch about other people, and they would, they would join together to take down, um, you know, this person. And it was a very, you know, it was a very, we're going we're gonna to knock down everybody else to make us feel taller and now where we're moved with Facebook groups is people the groups that are great are groups that are positive that are inspirational that are focused on positivity it doesn't mean they don't share vulnerable things it doesn't mean they don't share um, you know bad news it means that overall as a as a group the, the goal is to make people better make the people within the group better make the world better and this true positivity kind of um, rains down across uh, another one that people said was you know having more than one voice and having more than one voice, but having them all stay on the same topic or theme. You know, I, I've joined a couple of groups that uh, only the admin can post. And that's not really a group. That is truly just a Facebook page with a bunch of people that are, uh, that are b belonging inside of your Facebook page. Because, you know, for a group, it, it truly does mean that you have to have lots of input. And it doesn't mean that people... Um, have to be able to post to the pay to the news feed, but you know sharing different opinions and being able to have an opinion is extremely important one. And then last but not least on what people said were really important on successful groups was that it was exclusive, but it was also inclusive which means, in that inclusive side, is that everybody was in on the inside joke within the group, right? There wasn't small cliques of people that are within a group. And that, that could be a, a bad byproduct of this new Facebook group linking um, piece that Facebook just rolled out because that could cause some kind of, um, I would say, cliques forming within bigger Facebook groups, which which might um, scare some people off or might you know um, be a, a detriment to some communities. But ultimately, it, exclusive means you have to, there are only certain types of people and only certain, uh, you know, it's, it's exclusive means we're not letting everyone in the world in. But inclusive, which I agree is extremely key, inclusive means that every Everyone feels a part of the conversation. There isn't back channeling. There isn't backstabbing. And ultimately, everyone's voice is weighted the same. And I think that is extremely important and cannot be understated in Facebook groups. The three things that people said that made Facebook groups really bad, and it's pretty funny because these are this is you know pretty basic, but I still belong to a ton of groups that do nothing but all three of these. And the first one is link dropping, where people just post blog posts and links within the group over and over again, um, and they just share links and, and really just turns into, well, Twitter. <laughs> it turns into a noisy content dump rather than conversations because some groups are great when they share a blog post or an article it fosters conversation in the comment section. But for most groups that allow um, open link sharing, lots of times people, and especially unfortunately in my industry, um, social media marketing, we, there, there's a couple people that will just take one link, their own individual blog post, and they'll drop it in all 30 of the, the groups that they belong to because they know that if they have notifications on, that everyone will be notified compared to if you post it to your Facebook page, you get about 18% you know, organic reach. 
reach. And to me, this is disgusting habit. It's not something I recommend um, people to do. I think that's something that uh, I believe ruins most groups. The second one uh, that people believe is bad and you must prevent to make a group great is self-promotion, which is kind of in that link perspective. But if you, if you, I always say this is the greatest way for me to, to look at a group and decide if it's a self-promotion group or if it's a group that's about the collaboration and community. Just look at the posts and see if the posts talk about me, if they have the word me or the word I. If it says, I did this, or me, something where they're talking about what I can do or how you can support me, if the word me or the letter I is in the posts where people are, are, are sharing, then it's really, it's self-promotion, right? It's people talking about how great they are. And, and I've talked about this a lot. I believe you can celebrate your success in a way that doesn't come across as promotional. And how you do that is you share how you did it and why you did it, and you help other people learn what allowed you to achieve that success so they can come along on that journey with you, therefore celebrating with you, therefore feeling a part of it. And then it's not about you banging your chest and being promotional. Rather, it's you helping other people achieve what you achieved, right? And, and I think that's way different than self-promotion. Unfortunately, a lot of groups are just a bunch of people that jump in there and say, I'm amazing because I just sold this many, you know, I'm, I'm in one group that's, um, it's about funnel hacking, and I swear every single post in that group uh, is all about you know hey I just you know I just got a hundred thousand signups this week by you know growth hacking blah 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 and uh, aren't I the greatest right It doesn't even tell you how they did it it doesn't tell you what what tricks they use and I'm like well aren't we supposed to be sharing the tips track like why would I be in here other than to hear about how great you are and you're not teaching me anything and the third thing that people don't like or are, are 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 turned off by groups is really an admin that is not active, that does not pr practice what they preach, or that is all about themselves, right? And I think, you know, to be a great admin on these Facebook groups especially, you really do have to put the community first, that you have to value the purpose, but you also sometimes have to run it, and I, I give a shout out to Scott Stratton. If you guys know Scott Stratton, um, Scott Stratton has a podcast called Unmarketing, Unmarketing Podcast. Check out the Unmarketing Podcast. Um, check out I'll put it in the show notes of this show as well. But Scott Stratton um, is a is a, been a community builder for years. He's he's been in, he's a he, in my opinion he's one of the best leaders uh, when you want to listen to how to build a community in the digital space. But he believes to be a great Facebook group, you as an admin you must run it as a dictatorship to the point where you decide based on the you know you outline the policies and procedures for everyone to see. So it's very public. Everyone knows the guidelines. But if something is is borderline or if he doesn't agree with something, it's up to him and only him to decide if it's valuable. And he runs it very much like that because it it, it takes away the um, the blurred line and kind of like the the true democracy of sometimes groups because oftentimes if you're if you want to blame you know like oh my goodness the the ten people that that are approving posts uh, they they block this then it kind of like separates the group it has like one p people that are trying to push the envelope and then there's other people that are trying to regulate and so Scott runs his group I'm a part of one of the groups and I said I have two groups that are my favorite groups uh, Scott runs one of the groups that without question um, is my favorite group on Facebook and he runs it very much like a dictatorship if you post a link um, in there about anything of your own content he immediately deletes it uh, if you post on there and says you know if you you, you know everyone does these 
these posts. I don't know if this is okay, but if it is, please leave it. If not, feel free to delete it. Uh, Scott always makes makes a funny you know comment on those. He says, if you are unsure if you should post this in a group, Facebook message me and ask me before posting it, right? And so the group is run by a very strong admin that does not pull punches, does not play favorites. It doesn't matter how popular you are, how many books you've written, how many times you've posted in the group. Everyone kind of follows the same guidelines. So that's kind of the feedback that I got from my amazing uh, community on Facebook. And a big shout out to everybody. Uh, you know, I got 190 comments on that post. So a shout out to everybody who commented on my Facebook post to give us all of this amazing insights. But I want to wrap this, this episode together and why I believe Facebook groups and the, and, the, and the focus on Facebook groups is showing us where social networks are going. Uh, there's a reason that most of us hate email. Email is not about a conversation, it is about a message, right? And a message. And unfortunately, when you're thinking about that, messages are, are really a, I would say, a stagnant uh, piece of content that does not have a life of its own. It does not have a back and forth. It is more of a, a billboard blast and then someone billboard blasts you back. And unfortunately, social networks have become very much like that with the news feed and link dropping on Twitter and, and even you know how we share uh, posts on LinkedIn and all of these other things. But as we're moving this needle forward, we're going to see two massive trends. We're going to see the messaging capability, Facebook Messenger, Snapchat, I mean, all of these messenger clients, WhatsApp and, and um, you know, Kick and all of these ones that are out there, we're going to see them grow more into people really understanding that it's about the conversations that happen in social and social is going to turn much more conversational than it is today. And then we're also going to see it going to, we're going to kind of almost reverse back, which is where these groups are going. If you guys remember the early AOL chat where AOL chat had messages uh, you know, conversations, and then you could link out to forums. And the forums on AOL or Yahoo, I remember I was uh, a part of a lot of the Yahoo forums that are out there. And if, if you're a Gen Zer, you probably don't even know what Yahoo is. You probably learned about AOL in your history class. But uh, my AOL handle was 93Voodoo. Uh, uh, my, the hockey team that I, uh, I played for uh, in high school was named the Virginia Beach Voodoo, so that was why my username was the 93 Voodoo. But uh, when you look at it and how we're, we're kind of moving forward in this world, you know, at that time, we were not very transparent. We were not used to sharing on social media. And, and to give Zuckerberg credit, you know, a lot of what he was talking about was this ability to connect with the world uh, across the world, right, and understand all the people in the world. Well, we weren't ready. We weren't ready for that kind of transparency in the AOL Yahoo days. But over the last nine or ten years, we've grown into the, a world that we now don't trust a logo and we don't want social media or social networking just to blast a message, but we want to be a part of something. We believe that we can share our story and tell our, uh, our, our you know, our, bring people along on our journey and connect with people that we probably would have never in a million years connected with if it wasn't for social media. And I can tell you, for me, I mean, my, pr probably some of my closest friends today, I'd say 15 to 20 of my closest friends today, I can, I can honestly say without question, if social media did not exist, I would have never met them. They are from a different country, they have a different background, they're in a different industry, but thanks to social media and thanks to the, the worlds that exist out there and the communities that I've been a part of, I've been able to connect with people that share my purpose, that have a common passion, and that, that ability 
humility. I see Jessica, uh, Jessica Jade here on uh, Instagram stories. Uh, you're one that comes to mind for sure. And I think when you look at this, this future of social networks, we're going to almost go back to this, the Yahoo AOL days, but we're going to do it in a way, and I love that, on Periscope right now, for those that are listening on the podcast, I'm broadcasting live on Periscope, and someone just jumped in there and said, you're so right, I'm from South Africa. So right now, uh, Friday at 3 p.m. in Virginia, where I'm broadcasting from, in my own house, using my phone, I'm broadcasting this, this podcast to a social network. That social network is allowing someone in South Africa to connect with me and consume this content. God, isn't social media amazing? <laughs> and for me, that, 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 those are moments and these are things that, I, these are the reason I love and believe in the power of social. But I also believe it can be used for hate and it can be used for marketers ruining our channels and it can be used for blasting messages and, and a lot of things that are, that are, I would say, aren't preferred. But when we look at it and we move the needle forward, I believe we're going to go almost backwards to those days of AOL chat and Yahoo chat. And it's going to be focused on two things. It's going to be focused on localized and mindset communities, which means communities based on your region and what your local what your uh, local environment is. And then the other communities you're going to see are things that are based on your interests. So if you're, you know, I always like to say multi-factored interest, right? So even if you're, you know, I'm a Jeep fan. I'm, I, I own a pit bull. I'm a, I, believe, I, I love you know, talking to fellow pit bull owners. But if I can talk to someone that is or be a part of a community that is you know, pit bull owners that are entrepreneurs, right? Like kind of breaking things down even up to a more minute level, that's where some real magic can happen. And so I look at the future of social media. We're going to move much more towards a conversational-looking news feed where our news feed is much more about the messages or much more about the conversation, less about posting a message. And then we're going to see most of our posting of messages and most of the true, I would say, engagement is going to happen in more closed-knit communities like Facebook groups, like Twitter chats, like, you know, um, even what Snapchat's trying to do, which I don't think they did it very well with Snapchat public groups. But what this really means is it's exciting because there's too much noise out there. There's too much going on. We're too distracted. And honestly, there's too much opportunity for us to to get lost in, in the noise. And I believe inclusivity and being included and allowing people to kind of grow, you must feel safe, you must feel a part of the conversation. And social media, the word social is first. It is about social, it is about growth. And I'm gonna leave, you know, my, my dad, and it's a saying that I say all the time, you know, social media is not there to replace a handshake. It is there to allow us to grow to find new handshakes and ultimately to strengthen the value of some of those handshakes. And what I always like to say is turn handshakes into hugs and selfies. And I think kudos to Mark Zuckerberg. I believe Mark Zuckerberg is doing it the right way. Uh, he, yes, he has to make a profit. Yes, he cares about advertising. Yes, I believe um, he's no dummy. You know, let's face it, Twitter failed. Snapchat's failing right now. Oh, what, what did Mark Zuckerberg do really well? Um, he has uh, almost 2 billion users. We're going to hit 2 billion users this year, and he's monetized it. He's done advertising, but he's also focused on good. He's also uh, understood the power of video. He also understood when he did things wrong, like Facebook pages, and he's kind of been adapting. And I, I really do, you know, I say... And Zuck, I trust. I believe Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, and a couple other people today are the pioneers. They are the Steve Jobs 
of this generation. They are the ones that are going to lead us to do amazing things. And I, I love when, when Mark was asked this question yesterday, and I'm, I'm going to wrap this episode up with this, just kind of summarize what Mark said yesterday. You know, the interviewer asked Mark, he said, Mark, you know, as much as you love technology, as much as you love people, a lot of people look at social media and technology as making us less human and, and taking away from our lives and, and making us um, less uh, you know, have less empathy and less charismatic and, and we're really just disconnected humans. And, and Mark pretty much broke it down easily and just talked about it and said, you know, it's not about the network or the technology. It's about the ways that we can possibly be connected and feel a part of something. Because every human, no matter what our walk of life is, no matter what our background is, and no matter where we're going in the future, we want to be a part of something. If you're an underwater basket weaver, you want to be a part of a group that has fellow underwater basket weavers. If you are someone that likes to, you know, um, watch period pieces on Netflix, uh, yeah, that's me, uh, that's, that's some vulnerable information that I don't usually share. If you like rain and you like all of these shows, um, you want to you wanna be a part of something. And I believe as we look at social media, as it grows, the younger generation especially, my daughters are seven, six, and three years old, they don't look at people or conversations that happen online any different than they do offline. They don't judge people because of their skin, because of their background, because of who they love, because of where they're from, because of what they do. They ultimately care about the conversation, what they can add to the conversation, and what they can learn from the conversation. And I really believe if we start looking at social as two-way, what can I add and what can I take away? Because it has to be both ways. It's not just about blasting your message, and it's not just about consuming and taking other people's message. It has to be about how can I add value, and how can I learn to be a better person? And I believe that we are greater than me. But to be a better we, to be a better social community, to be a better Facebook, to be a better world that we live in, we first must invest in being a better individual self, and then we also need to look around us and start surrounding ourselves and participating in communities and groups where we can add value and we can gain value because I think that's what it's all about. If at the end of the day you can help one person be better and you found one new way to make your life better, I think we would all sign up for that. So kudos to Mark Zuckerberg, kudos to the Facebook group updates that are out there. I will leave in the show notes some of the links that, um, to, the, to the blog post, the link to my Facebook uh, post with all those comments on there. Uh, I also will include the link to my sponsor, shout out to Nine Spokes. Uh, like I said, check them out, ninespokes.fomofans.live. If you are a small business, you must be using your data. You must be leveraging your data to make actionable decisions in real time. You need a dashboard that does that you can sign up for free nine spokes.fomofans.live ladies and gentlemen my name is brian fanzo better known as i social fans i truly believe the future of business is community start investing in your community today start adding value and having conversations where they're having those conversations because i can promise you tomorrow the power of community will help make you a better person help grow your business and together, we will all change the world. My name is Brian Fanzo. 